It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Coming up on TMS, Arvada population, Brian. Well-oiled date night. There are four hobbits. What things do you like about Vegas? Mowing a lawn with a fully exposed John Deere. Thunder Jacket is my ACDC cover band. Johnny Helmets. Just salt the earth. Dude, you've got Adele. They made small talk, very small talk. Red flag means someone barfed. The cart company needs better matchmaking. Conoco, the funniest gas station. He can draw my women anytime. 31 flavors of Omicron with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. How big is the honeycomb? Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. I will miss your ugly face around here. Ah, their milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard. This is the morning stream. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, July 5th. 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, and that's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hello, it's Revenge of the Fifth. <coughs> revenge of the Fifth, everybody. Let's do it every month. Every Go and month. put out all the fires and <coughs> clean up all of the paper wrappers from your uh, illegally bought fireworks that you did until 11 o'clock or 11.30 at night last night. In yeah. How was your dog? neighborhood where people are trying to sleep. She's deaf, so uh, <laughs> she's fine. She's, this is like... T- last night was was silver lining yeah. <laughs> basically it was like yeah. oh it sucks having a deaf dog except last night yeah when, uh, so who do you, so does anyone need the blanket the the tight blankety thing whatever it is the the what's it oh you, yeah the, the thunder called? shirt or whatever it's called yeah thunder jacket whatever it is uh no you know we haven't obviously since she's been deaf we haven't had to put that on her at all thunderstorms come and go firecrackers come and go but uh hmm um, yeah, no issues. We had uh, we had both yesterday, so I was really glad that I have dogs that don't care about thunder or fireworks. They neither are deaf, Good. but they just don't care for some reason, and I can't quite figure it out. I mean, Ripley gets a no, little skittish. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah, right? I feel I feel lucky. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, skittish. There's a little skittishness with with Ripley once it starts. She just is like curious, not really freaked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Rainer's just like whatever tunes it out and lays down and doesn't care so we got lucky in that regard with those with those two dogs but i feel bad for everybody else with dogs who get freaked out also yeah. uh we had really weird wind yesterday and all i could think about all day was like oh man this is just gonna blow that stuff and make fires and we're all screwed what are we doing it's a dry summer we're this is terrible and then 
I don't know, somehow, miraculously, mm-hmm. as if as if handed down from heaven, uh, the wind subsided while the fireworks went off. So it was okay. Oh, good. Yeah. The, thorm, the, the, the thunderstorms you had probably helped uh, with that as well. It right? did, uh, yeah. We got, we got yeah. some weird microbursty stuff uh, prior to all this. But um, the worst so part was earlier in the day, we had it. Kim had this like awesome... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, avocado toast type bar. She said, Oh, up. I saw the brunch photo. Yeah. It is crazy. Oh. We had all the kids over. It was so good. My gosh, that food was good. Uh, problem was, it was <clears throat> blowing so hard outside, we couldn't eat outside, which was like mm. what, the original plan. It was going to be all nice out there and you know, shaded. and But it was so windy, it was just blowing everything to pieces. So we had to eat inside. But then later in the day, it was fine. So it all worked mm. out. Well, good. Yeah. Very it was good. okay. It, it's all right. Now, here's a question. Yes. As you guys all know, uh, Brian, like, like Adele and, you know, uh, uh, Britney Spears before her, uh, he has an, uh, he has a residency in Las Vegas. I do. A residency in Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're, and uh, you were going to go sometime at the end of the month, but I guess you had to change it. I'm really curious how this all still, went. Still going at the end of this month, just even more closer to the end of this month. So it was going to be on the 17th, 18th, and I moved it to 10 days later, the 27th and 28th, because... Uh, my buddy Chris Brown, not that one, that emailer uh, called me and said, "Hey, I've got to I've got to fly to California and pick up a car for my daughter and then drive it back to Colorado. Do you want to come with me?" Oh, and I thought about it for a second. I said, "No, yeah, I don't." That's what I would have said. <laughs> and not because I don't think it would be a blast to do that, but because you know I've already got some you know some trips coming up in uh, this month and in September, and I need the the time here. But I said, "What's what are the dates you're doing it? Because I'm actually going to be in Vegas. You're definitely going to be coming through Vegas. You'll want a place to stay. Sure. Maybe at all times out. And he says, oh, it's going to be at the very end of the month. I said, all right, well, let me let me see what I can do. Let me work some magic. So um, got on with uh, Southwest. Uh, got my flight changed. It was actually $11 cheaper to oh. move it to, to the middle of the week. That kind never happens. Benefit, That's too. fantastic. That's great. Yeah, it was going to be a Sunday night and, and a Monday, or basically I was going to get there Sunday morning, have all day there, yeah. then spend the night, then have most of the day Monday, fly home Monday night. Sunday night's a cr- not a great day to go to Vegas, right? No. I mean, the crowds are down, but a lot of things aren't open, right? If you yeah. you know you want to do some cool, like, I don't know, Jules Verne-inspired whiskey tasting on a rocking uh, submarine, uh you can't do it on a Sunday night, but you can do it on a Wednesday, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they like to have at least, I mean, you know, Vegas one day of rest, please. That's what right, they exactly. Like. So Sunday yeah. happens to be happens yeah. to be that. So no problem changing over Southwest. Uh, I hop on the um, the M Life website because I was planning on staying at MGM Grand. I get into my reservation. I say, okay, let's change the dates. They say, oh, sorry, you're going to have to call us. A little message pops up on screen. Sorry, you're going to have to call us to get this changed. I'm like, all right, no boo, problem. Boo. So I get on the phone with MGM Grand, yeah. uh, get somebody very helpful, and he's, he, you know, he's asking me, all right, what are the new dates? What's your reservation number? Okay, let me let me plug it in, and, and uh, let's get it changed over. His system was going a little slow, though, so... In the meantime, he had to make some some small talk or, you know, basically say, all right, well, uh, what other plans, what other things do you plan on doing while you're here in Vegas, right? Kind of like the, do you want me to set you up with tickets or you want to buy some tickets for Ka or get reservations for Craft Steak or one of the other many restaurants at the MGM Grand? I'm like, uh, you know, I'm just there for the night. I'm uh, probably going to, you know, go 
go hit up a couple of restaurants that uh, that I know that are up strip and things like that. Yeah, that's a okay. quickie. All right, uh, sure. Still waiting, still waiting for your reservation to come through. Uh, so, what things do you like about <laughs> Vegas? <laughs> they have to make small talk. That's and great. I start, I start laughing and I said, "Oh my gosh, I guess." Uh, I guess you've run out of things for your little for your script there. <laughs> and I'm laughing. Silence on the other end. Like he doesn't laugh with me or anything. It's just silence. Oh, that's the worst. And he goes, No, I was just curious about what you liked about Las Vegas. Oh, okay, your reservation bit. your reservation's uh, switched over. All set, mystery, but thank you for calling MGM Grand. <laughs> Click. Wow. What things do you like about Vegas? Like Oh, wow. I don't know. The high prices, the uh, old people blowing smoke in my face constantly, the uh, mm. the heat. Yeah, uh, the heat. The, uh, the constant need to walk through a bunch of crap. Right, exactly. Yeah. Every, every potential super spreader event going through the casinos, uh, that, you know, all that stuff. I love it. Thank yeah. you. The chud that live under the, ci- the city. I love that. There's lots of things right. to love. The there, city's Mr. in my mouth, sure. What's not to love about that? Sure. But, uh, uh, yeah, poor guy. I feel bad for it because... I was joking, and he re- he really seemed to kind of take it personally. He wasn't in the mood you were in, and you and it was just it just clashed, and that's unfortunate because yeah. I I think I would have heard you laugh, and I would have gone, yeah, I did kind of run out of stuff anyway. You know, <laughs> I would have linked into it, but he's clearly yeah. not having that kind of day. No, yeah. clearly there are more things I like about Vegas than he likes about Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's an unfortunate deal. Well, yeah. anyway, but you got it all worked out. You're you're good. Right. Got all worked out. Um, also, since we last spoke, since we, I guess, right before our, our uh, play date on Friday, mm, yeah. uh, Tina and I went karting. Yeah. This was a mystery date surprise thing for me. We have a an indoor kart track. Uh, it used to be an Al Unser racing, and now it's like Axelrod racing or something like that. But it's, it's an indoor track with... Um, uh, I think up to eight or ten go-karts on it. Really windy kind of thing. Um, and I'd never done anything like that before, right? Like, you know, bumper cars, Autopia sure. at uh, Disneyland, <laughs> kind of. And then, you know, driving a real car. That's been my only real experience of um, of doing anything even remotely close to that. So we get in there, and they're explaining the whole thing to us. They said, all right, well... Um, you know, because of COVID, we don't have the suits anymore. We don't, uh, uh, you know, we don't have the neck break or the, there was some other thing that, that we weren't going to get because of sanitization and COVID and stuff like that. Oh, but they used to have suits, like a jumpsuit type thing? A full-on jumpsuit that you would wear, yeah. Oh, wow. Which wild. is interesting. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Hmm. But um, but we do get a head sock to keep. Like, just basically, it looks like a ninja, a ninja deal goes on under our helmets. Nice. Head and those those don't get reused, so I still have mine upstairs. They're like, oh yeah, we don't want those back, sir. And uh, it's a and good look for you, by home. the way. I'm just going to go ahead and put it on the record that I think Brian looks cool in a head sock. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I'm thinking about using one I lift. Yeah, <laughs> just wearing like the, yeah, like a like a burka. Basically, it's, there's something uh, about it. It's like I can't put my finger on it. It's because you have no hair bulk, right? So it's just your right, exactly. It's so the shape it's still of your that head. same. 
Yeah, the same, <laughs> awesome. same head shape. It's the kind of guy, like, you feel like if somebody was robbing your house and they're wearing that, for some reason, yeah. Brian seems yeah. less intimidating in a head sock than, than other people. Yeah, but I'd why. also be very easy to identify in the lineup. Like, <laughs> oh, that, that, that guy has the same shape as he did when he had the head sock on, so I know it had to be him. Yeah, and if you squint really hard, he looks like an uncircumcised peen. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I get that a lot. So uh, <laughs> we we get up there, and, and basically they try to, you know, if you've got a big group, your group all goes together. But when you're just a couple going in there, they're going to pair you up with some other people, maybe a, a, a twosome or a threesome or foursome or something like that, so that they can have enough people on the track to keep things moving. Because sure. that place was busy. I mean, it was a constant, on a Thursday night, it was a constant people on the track, people who are not on the track, getting in their cars and waiting so that as soon as the last car is in the pit, boom, these guys are going. And wow. it is like, bam, bam, bam. Wow. Uh, uh, re- you're not redundant. Ironic to call it a well-oiled machine or coincidental oh, to yeah. call it a well-oiled machine. Because they're all oiled machines, I would assume. Exactly. Things. Yeah. So we're sitting in the, in the um, waiting area and they're getting ready to call our number and we look over and we see a guy pull... You know, he's not going to use the helmets that they provide. He's got his own helmet. It's got his name on it. He brings it in in a cloth bag. Um, he's sitting with some other people who've got their own helmets. I'm like, oh, look at these guys. I'm thinking to myself, I didn't say it out loud, but man, like the uh, the ultimate pros. They're like bo- uh, bowlers, you know, with their own They're, ball. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure enough. We, they call our number, we go out there, and we happen to be going out there with the pros, with Mario Andretti, yeah. with uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., with, yeah. uh, those are the only ones I can name, uh, Waltrip, <laughs> Dennis Waltrip, that's a name, right? That's a, I don't that's know. A, you got me. Guy, all these Waltrip. F1 people, the, the people love yeah. all the F1 guys, no idea who they are. I have no I idea. I mean, I could say Dale Earnhardt Jr., or Dale yeah. Earnhardt Sr. Senior. I know they, yeah. That gives me two of them, really. Yeah, Just, one's a ghost, one exists. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Uh oh, Dick Trickle. Yeah, of course. Oh, Dick oh, yeah, Trickle. Gotta, Gosh dang. That's it. right. And in the sign in the sign up process, you actually get to choose your name, and you get kind of get put on the spot. It's like, oh, they didn't tell me I'd have to do this. Of course, it was mystery date, so I had even less time to prepare. So I'm like, uh, 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 Axel rolled, like, <laughs> like, like the play on Axel Rose, the, the very ham-fisted play on Axel Rose. I love it. Uh, Tina, Tina's like, I don't know what I'm going to put. I said, I want you to be Mad Maxine. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Came out very well. Yeah. So oh, we, we get play. in our cars and of course we're sitting there next to uh, Johnny Helmets and, you know, all three of these guys with their, with their pro helmets. And uh, they're telling us, like, all right, yeah, you can, you know, here's what all the f- different flag colors mean. There's like six or seven flag colors that you've got to memorize of like, oh, no, this one means stop. This one means pull over because somebody's faster than you. This one means hazard on the track. This one's like, okay, I know final lap. I know I know the checkered flag that you're done. Is the, is yeah, the, I didn't know there flag. were. I didn't know there were other ones. I know there's one that's oh. like uh, a, a yellow flag when someone's wrecked and so everyone else has to slow yep, down or something. That's the hazard. uh a uh, white flag means this is your final lap, so you know get ready to wrap it up the next time you see me, kind of thing. Wow, they get uh, hardcore about this. They do. Red flag means just stop, just stop. There's a big problem on the on the course, so just stop. Yeah, someone uh, barfed yeah. or fell out or something. So yeah, so blue, wait a minute. So yeah. let me understand yeah. this. Like, sure. Are they are they trying to do like hard? Are they being hardcore about it, or is I? Because I picture like bumper cars or something, you know, where it's a little oh, silly. Oh no, no, and- you get uh, you get a uh, oh, what's the color they give you there? They give you a 
It's a whole different uh, black flag. Oh, yeah, black flag. They give you a black flag if you do something, if you're like excessively hitting the walls, if you're hitting the other cars too much, like you're, they can tell you're not doing it accidentally, but that you're doing it on purpose. Damn. Um, Oh, no, maybe that's green flag. It's a green flag. You're right. And then they hold up a sign that says what you're doing. Don't, you're skidding too much, which is like, I'm surprised they didn't call me on that because I was trying to do some drifting oh. and I was gunning my, my gas pedal too, too soon during the drift. And I was like, yeah. fish tailing as I would round corners and stuff. The fast and the Brian, uh, Tokyo drift out there. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we get out there and, um, you know, obviously these guys, these guys are lapping us. I mean, they, we are basically chum in the water for them to like zip around. We're, we're additional obstacles that have been placed there to give them more of a challenge. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of chuckling about it. Tina, it is stressing the crap out of Tina <laughs> having these guys like constantly zipping around her because <clears throat> they'll, they'll flat out cut her off. Well, they'd cut me off a couple times too, but they'll just like, no, I need to be on the far right side going into this turn, or I'm not going to maintain my my 39 second uh, lap. So they'll like and cut right around Tina, and I swear to God that she gave the Luigi stare like more than once as these guys were passing by her. <laughs> For those unfamiliar uh, with the Luigi stare, go Google it. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing. That's great. So uh, that would stress me out too. I feel like I feel like I yeah. would be just a little bit having it's so funny because i can see you going <laughs> and i can see tina yeah. being more like me going yes. god damn it what the hell's going yeah. on here the way i look at it, it's like you know what they pay the same amount as us they're they're entitled to you know they shouldn't have to say oh, okay you know this this amount that we paid to do this lap let's uh we'll just we'll just uh kid gloves it because we've got some newbies on the track that said yeah for more more of this i actually blame on the the cart company or the the venue because what they should do is say hey what's your skill level how how much do you do this and if they find somebody who says oh this will be our first time then put a little asterisk in our in our you know reservation sure and pair us up with other people who've never done it before who are brand new don't put us don't put the the uh greens in with the black diamonds yeah basically. you're basically yeah. describing like first person shooters don't put the newbies in with the guys who are trying hard all the tryhards should have their own you should figure exactly. out a way to put them where they're supposed to be yeah i guess that's hard to know though right how do you know i guess if you see somebody bring their own helmet it's a sign yeah i mean you just ask you know basically when you're sent when you're calling to make the reservation say all right what uh have you done this before first time oh no i'm i'm a regular here i've even got my own named helmet okay like all right put this guy here <laughs> what's the what's the moba term uh we need to know what their M- mr what is it ah there's a thing there's a term epine no it's not epine <laughs> it's uh <laughs> Your EP is what you show after you've won, but it's uh, yeah, what am right. I thinking of here? Oh, MB- MMR is what Becca says. MMR, that's it. MMR? That's like a that's basically code for I forget what it actually stands for, but it's basically the computers determining what your skill level is based on your play that you previously had. Problem isn't yeah. with humans; you can't. I mean, you don't know who's in there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. is it cart with a K or C? That's the big question. How do they cart with a cart with a K? I believe. Yes. Okay, they they're going full Mario Kart. There are they. I guess they probably full all Mario do that. Kart. Yeah, yeah, I think go kart was always with a. Well, I know go kart. I've seen both ways, right? I've seen it mostly with a K, though. When I think about it, yeah. Did go-kart. it have like uh, uh, so were these were these um sorry gas powered or were they battery? They were gas powered, okay. and 
you you find out pretty quickly why you wish they had the suits when you um, when you wrap up for the day. And you come out of that thing smelling like you just mowed the lawn with a fully exposed John Deere riding mower. I hate that like, smell. You smell like you've been rolling around on the ground at the Conoco, basically. Is yeah, what you, I don't like that. Like. That's By the way, yeah, that's a funnier joke because it's a Conoco than it would have been any other, any other gas station <laughs> brand. And I don't even know why. Why is Conoco funnier? That's funnier. Yeah, Shell, not as funny. No, uh, no, yeah, any yeah. of them. You could have said Exxon. I would have gone, oh, yeah, but Conoco <laughs> is a great re- poll. I love that. Conoco, yeah. So, well, I'm glad. Uh, that sounds like fun. Like, I would it was, do that. It was, a lot of, it was a lot of fun. I would, would do this again in a heartbeat with the one requirement that it's either with tadpoolers or with family members yeah, or friends. Yeah, Um I never, you know, it's like if I ever go there again, it's just not because, you know, I like I feel like I've got more of a chance to beat him. I don't care. I don't care if I beat my lap or do a faster lap. I really just want to like, you know, get good at um, making the turns and drifting just the right amount and then going and, and stuff like that. But it's more like um, just having a bunch of people that you know that are like, oh, man, Scott just zipped right by me. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I'm coming up on Ice Worm, going to overtake him. And yep. stuff I, like oh, my stuff. gosh, Ice Worm would be a riot on one of those things. It That's would a- be a riot. We saw him this weekend. <laughs> oh, you did? Uh, Denver, how's, the, how's he Denver doing? Comic Con, what it's called, Fan Expo now, or Fan X for short, yeah. uh, was this last weekend. Yeah. He's great. He was um, working the Wizard's Chest booth. He works at Wizard's Chest, which is uh, best store i think in denver to get games cosplay costume stuff um magic tricks i mean that that place is a it sounds awesome ah, it is awesome and it's all done like it's all all like you know done up inside to look like you're inside a tavern kind of thing that place is so so good so iceworm listens to the show and i just wanted to say uh you and i both have him doing things on the side for us like background things yeah. that nobody yeah. ever sees or hears about no but that no. dude is one of the most like reliable on point constantly consistently really good at, at doing that stuff and yeah. there's no way he gets enough credit for this so yeah shout out sure. to ice Worm. that dude's that dude's awesome we think he's great he absolutely is so it was so great to see him we weren't expecting to see him there and and so it was great to see him also saw dean uh, swedberg member of the denver tadpole there as well nice it was great to see him we actually got tickets free because one of Tina's co-workers, her daughter does the marketing for Fanex, got this job in March and has been doing all the marketing for this. She's um, like her like her mother, like Tina's co-worker, zero experience or idea, not experience, zero idea what any of this stuff is. Doesn't know comics, doesn't know anime or sci-fi movies or hobbits or anything like that. And it's actually really good. Uh, we found out because she, you know, she gets to, she's hanging out in the break room with all these celebrities who are there for signings. And, uh, she's like, Oh yeah. How are those nachos? Oh yeah. They look really good. Okay. Can I get you anything else? Do you want a, a Coke or a glass of water? No, you're good. Okay, fine. And then she gets up and leaves huh. and somebody says, do you know who that was that you were just sitting there talking to? She's like, no, I says, that's Jim Lee, comic artist, Jim Lee, Jim Lee. Just hanging out with, Whoa. uh, four Whoa, hobbits were there. Uh, including, you know, Dominic Monaghan. Oh, good. Those guys, I mean, they're not doing, they're not doing anything else, right? They're just chilling these days. No, and freaking Elijah Wood still looks like he's 20. I don't know how that, I don't know what, uh, what he's done, but he uh, he freaks me out. That guy's got to be 
I mean, he's 40 or close to it. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta be, I think. Uh, let me ask you this. When you yep. uh, uh, you were there with those people, um, yep. and uh, wait, who was the first person you said that you saw? And they were like, oh, that's, you know who that is, don't you? Who'd you say? Jim what? Lee. Oh, Jim oh, Lee. Oh, Jim Lee. Not yeah. only is that comic book artist and writer and creator Jim Lee, that's DC uh, chief editor uh, Jim Lee. Oh, right. Yeah. See, I even forgot about that. I think... Basically, I think Jim Lee, I think Image Comics, but I also think of that amazing X-Men, non-uncanny X-Men number one giant five cover thing that he did with... So good. It's so damn good. So good. Also, if anyone out there... So he's, you know, does a lot of DC stuff now, but... Mm-hmm. Just going back through his catalog, Jim Lee is one of the greats, man. The the, the really day is. he goes is going to be a rough one because, and he's he's still kind of a young guy. It's not not like yeah. he's in trouble yeah, he's or anything. Not. But, <laughs> right, but exactly. he is so good. And if you've never read Batman Hush, you are missing out. It's one mm-hmm. of the greatest. And I got the big fat oh, hardcover yeah. thing. It's one of the greatest things, man. Oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. so good. Well, that's cool. Uh, Dice Tomato, yeah. Wildcats, yes, was Jim Lee, but uh, Gen 13 was... Scott. Uh, Who's the guy who's just really good at drawing... Oh, his women. Incredibly are... attractive women. Yeah, uh, Scott. Shoot. Scott is it a something. Scott? Yep, it is. I know it is, but I can't think of his name. Last name. Oh, J. Scott Campbell. Oh, J. That's Scott it. Campbell, J. that's Scott it. Campbell, yes. Yes. He has an initial I forgot. He puts yes. before the Scott. <laughs> yeah, J. Scott Campbell did, did Gen 13. But they were, I th- I'm pretty sure Jim Lee has done a cover or two. And maybe he even an issue has. or and two. He definitely And Dice confirms that, that he did some covers for that. Yeah. I still have a ton of Wildcats, Gen 13. I loved Wildcats. Can you make a Wildcats yeah. movie? Why not make a Wildcats oh, no movie? Oh, no kidding. Yeah, or we're in an image cinematic universe. And yeah. I see you. Oh, that doesn't quite work. The I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, we can't have the ICU. That's right. Hey, what's uh, <laughs> what's Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, he's in the ICU now. Yeah, oh, he's no. in the ICU. Have you guys heard about that? Samuel, Sam Jackson has jumped ship and is now in the ICU. <laughs> oh, oh no. no. Is, is there anything we can do? Well, yeah, go, go watch the movie. It's a good movie. But yeah, but he's in the ICU. Yeah. Hey, what's Matthew Modine doing these days? Oh, he's in the ICU. Yeah, he's oh, in the ICU. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it feels bad before they get excited. Exactly. Ah, uh, that's amazing. All right, I had a, <clears throat> I had a thing about July Fourth that I'll probably, well, I need to share it, but I probably won't forget yeah. it. There was, uh, so we, so what we do because we live in this weird place where the actual community we live in called Daybreak, uh, fireworks are not allowed ever, mm-hmm. and so sure. what happens is the surrounding areas around Daybreak, like parts of South Jordan and Harriman and on the other side, I guess that would be, I don't know what that is over there. But anyway, all these other places, they can do fireworks unless there's some broader state law that says, hey, too dry this year, don't do fireworks at all. Sure. But they but they can. So what we do, all of Daybreak basically does this. Some people cheat and do it, do it anyway and nobody really enforces it. But um, there, if you walk down just, just a block from where I where my house is there's a big giant park kind of down below and then the valley continues on and you can see basically mountain to mountain the entirety of the south end of the valley before the point of the mountain so it's really a cool view and it's this amazing thing and during the fourth and 24th because we're it's stupid like that with our pioneer day utah day or pioneer day that's right we do it again uh so all those fireworks just keep happening but anyway kim and i usually uh 
to avoid crowds and crap. I don't want to go to a big one like a concert one or any of that crap. I don't no, want to do that. No, no. So instead, we go out there. We pull up some. We get our chairs that we take from home, some snacks, a couple of drinks, whatever. Go up there and we sit uh, on the ridge there, and then we can see everything. And we just wait for the sun to go down. It's always nice. Always a nice chill. Just sit and talk and chill out. And there's other people, mm-hmm. but they're all kind of scattered around. They're not. No, it's not a crowd. And then the whole valley, when they start popping off, is just boom, 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 boom. You just see them everywhere, including the big ones. They're just in the distance or whatever. So you're getting to see the big ones. Some people are just doing a lot of whatever. And I always have this game where I try to estimate how much money they're spending. <laughs> so, that, that probably cost them a pretty penny. Oh, <laughs> that one's definitely a price. <laughs> yeah, because some of them might go, that's 20 bucks, that's 20 bucks, that's 20 bucks. That one's probably cheap. That's probably a $45 box they got at Costco, but nice, still. Yeah. So I'll try to add it up. We usually end up at around, now. Nah, that was about 300 grand worth of fireworks in the general area, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably annoying that I do this, but I do it. Anyway, <laughs> so we're sitting there, and up behind us is one of these new townhomes which weren't there last year or i guess two years ago okay and up on the top balcony they have this awesome view of everything and i hear these people up there talking and i thought what i would hear was like oh wow look at that one yeah bring me more uh, whatever bring me more pigs in a blanket or whatever they're doing (laughs) is that what they're having up there pigs in a blanket (laughs) i don't know i actually have no idea what they're eating (laughs) but here's what i hear i hear this guy go i'm never trusting my brother-in-law again and I picked up <laughs> and I went, oh, what's this? So I kind of. Yeah, turned, that's turned, the story I want to hear. Yeah. I turned this way a little bit and it's before the the big noisy ones have gone. So it's, I can kind of still hear them. It's, it's you know, what they're saying is carrying to where I am and the wind's actually uh-huh. blowing that direction a little bit. So I listened a bit more. What it was, was this guy's brother-in-law convinced this dude to buy up a bunch of uh nft crypto, crypto. Stuff. i was expecting this to be a crypto or nft yeah. thing oh my god that's awesome and he says to the lady he lost four hundred twenty thousand dollars <gasps> in, in in these in these nft and he can't unload anything like he can't get rid of anything he's like super stuck with oh it oh my god and um it's like it reminded me that there's a story floating around about the guy who bought jack conti's or not get conti jack um dorsey's first tweet <laughs> Let's let's throw some shade at Patreon now. No, so Jack Dorsey's original tweet, the founder of Twitter, his original tweet went for 2.9 million as an NFT. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. And that guy's projected to lose $2.9 million on a thing. So he's going to lose 100% of its value. Anyway, uh, so that's what they're talking about up there. And he's like, yeah, well, I lost $420,000. And I was, I almost went 420 blaze up or something. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but i didn't and uh, all i can think of good, yeah and he sure was just that's good. all he, that guy wanted to talk about the rest of them up there there's some guys going yeah so i'm hoping the raiders this year this and that you know talking sports yeah. or whatever and this other guy goes and damn it it's like it's not like you know it's not like real money where i can just go get the money out of the bank i have to burp, 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 burp. he just complained the whole time and all God. i could think of was like a your brother-in-law sucks b mm-hmm. yeah you could have you could have maybe not done that yeah. Maybe you could have not. Maybe this speculation on very un- yeah. ridiculously hard to track and, and figure out what the up and down is going to be every day. Maybe you could have held back a little and not spent 420 grand. Listen, it could have just as easily been, you know, oh, yeah, he told me to put all my money into 
Chevron and and now I'm down, you know, $420,000. I mean, you know, we have a we have a uh, a special place in our hearts for <laughs> cryptocurrency and NFTs because it's, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's also a, a much more it's a safer bet to say to bet on Exxon than it would ever be for this like I wonder well, if these these JPEGs I can right click and save for myself sure. are going to do well. Like I feel like I feel like they had he had you know what like if you go what what do they call that? Not volatile stocks, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference between investing let's say $1000 in IBM Mm-hmm. Where you mm-hmm. where you're looking yeah. against consistent, but Maybe then you're going to market you know, like nine hundred, eight hundred, or something like that, and it'll go back up. Yeah, it's like, but whereas crypto goes up and down every five seconds. Yeah, like just yeah. constant, and right now just totally bottomed out. And it is open the bed. So yeah. I would have done okay if I had ten grand just laying around. Okay, yeah. invest some. That's fine. Sure, do what sure. you got to yeah. do. Have a have, have a Bitcoin. Yeah. Golly, yeah, but if I lost four hundred twenty thousand dollars, yeah, I'd be talking about it too. <laughs> like, yeah. poor guy. Yeah, and he didn't sound like a guy that was. Uh, he didn't sound like somebody who had the four twenty to spare, based on the based yeah. on the complaining yeah. I was hearing. And that's the problem. Is it was like he probably had some good savings going. His brother in law sure. convinced him this was the get. This is how to double it quickly or something. You'll walk away with a million. I'm sure he told him and. Right. Anyway, it's right. a it's a pyramid yeah. scheme, and they're all getting screwed. I, I do like watching. Uh, you know, I I early not early on, but a while back, I bought a hundred dollars worth of um, Bitcoin just to just to see. And uh, so, anytime we bring it up on the show, I'm like, oh well, let's pull up. Let me just take a look and see where I'm at. It's like, oh yeah, hundred bucks uh, now worth forty five dollars. So yeah. great, yeah, pretty That's good. Just awesome. at least it's only a hundred though. You know, yeah, like, it's I, not four hundred twenty thousand. You know, I, that, I, that felt like a. That, that's money I'd put on a craps table. There you go. You know, it's yeah. basically that's the way I look at it. It's like that money is spent the second I set it in front of the the croupier to turn into chips. And you've got if a, I walk it, away with anything yeah. icing on the cake. And you've got this weird little piece of history thing. Like I wish I owned a tiny bit like that. I do. Mm. Even if it goes negative, I don't care. Like, yeah. I just kind of want to have it and say, <laughs> I don't want to go negative because then don't I owe somebody more oh, money? Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess you'll never owe anybody, but, but, They'll even never if it, drop below zero, I hope. Yeah, let's say it hits zero. That's fine. As long as I have this thing where I can say, yeah, I got one of those. I just have one, you yeah, know, but exactly. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet my damn future on it. I got, Gosh, you know, no. yeah. people in my life are scr- scrambling now because they got so hosed at this crash. Guess what, son? You're going to college, hopefully, in a few years, and it'll all be crypto. What? what what's yeah, doing? Yeah. No kidding. The worst part is this. Like, they came to it with real money and said, you know, here's my 50 grand of real money. Let's convert it to Ethereum. And then did their thing. And now now it's just literally, if you're going to go pull it back out, what are you pulling out? Like, what do you do? You're just going to pull out half the or less of the money? It just seems yeah. like a bummer. Yeah, no, at this point I'm 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 letting it ride. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> all right, it's it's half gone. Let's just let's just see where it goes. Yeah. And uh and maybe one I day see Brian it go back up to 100 bucks if it even goes up to 150, I'll be like, "You know what? Eh, I'll pull it out." Yeah. But why not? Yeah. Either that or, you know, 100 bucks is worth it to have a weird experiment that goes on for years, you know? Just a thing to try, and then maybe yeah, one day, sure. if it suddenly goes bananas, and you're suddenly worth a you know half a million dollars from your hundred dollar investment, great, pull it out, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't bet on it. Nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, all right, uh, there's all that. Uh, good stuff. Good, good conversation this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now this. 
It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Remember those old console gaming uh, racing games we grew up playing on small CRT screens? Well, there's a new game out there, AV Racer. It's a 2D top-down retro arcade racing game inspired in style by, by all that nostalgia and in gameplay by the spirit of old arcaders. You play in five different championships on 14 handmade tracks with 24 different circuits. Collect trophies and unlock cars and tracks, compete against challenging AI, or enjoy the game with a friend in a two-player split-screen mode. The game is available now on Steam for just $4.99. Consider supporting the developer, a Tadpool member, by checking out this game on Steam. It's called AV Racer. Yeah, and I played it, and it's awesome. Uh, you guys should play Now, if you like, remember Super Sprint? I think we talked about this. I totally remember Super Sprint. Yeah, yeah. games like that, like these old top-down love racing that. games. Yes. It's it's basically a love letter to those to that style of racing, and it's awesome. I love it. It's so cool. What a great... What a great uh, you know, nobody else recently feels like they were doing that. So it's like, oh, this is the kind of game I miss. Going yeah. to the arcade, sitting around with your friends around a, a uh, you know, like a four wheels around an arcade machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ba- he basically, well, he made your, your, your dreams come true. So go play that mm-hmm. game, everybody. Yeah. And it's super cheap. Yeah. It's like five bucks. Come on. Get in there. It's great. All right. Uh, hey, a giant concrete eating snail, a bunch of snails have triggered a Florida quarantine. It's too bad an actual no. pandemic couldn't do that in Florida, but... uh I'm kidding. <laughs> well, these freaking snails will do it. <clears throat> I'll, bet, I'll bet they're fine putting masks on these snails. Oh, yeah. They got no problem with that. They'll probably even take those yeah. snails' guns away. Uh, it says here, <laughs> sounds like a horror movie, Night of the Giant Snails. Stucco, stucco snacking, disease-carrying mollusks invade Florida in 3D, but it's real. Florida issued a quarantine order after the June 23rd confirmation that the giant African land snail, known as the GALS, or G-A-L-S, shows up in Pasco County. Uh, Snails in general seem like slow, relatively harmless plant-snacking animals, but these are on another level. I've never seen these before. Look at the size of this thing. I haven't either. It's huge. I like the one in that guy's uh, gloved hand. If it can eat through concrete, dude, it can eat through that little thin sheet of latex glove that you're wearing. Yeah. it's And, and it doesn't... Oh, look at that. Oh, gosh, damn it, dude. Do we... Uh, oh, geez. The next picture. Wow. <laughs> do we need to do the abbreviation gals? That feels like... That feels like... Uh, gals. <laughs> I know. Florida's been invaded by a bunch of gals, see? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Just salt them. Just salt the earth. Nice. Yes. Yeah. That's all we need, right? Just just uh, helicopters dumping massive amounts of salt everywhere. In, in, uh, Doesn't that work? It works on snails, right? They don't like it, as far as I know. Do they? Is there any connection between this and that uh, high-rise that collapsed down there? Like, was it... Uh, Oh, should this have had anything to do with it? The, I don't know. That's an interesting. Uh, I don't know if they ever. I mean, I think I the, the results of that investigation were like old, you know, shoddy yeah, workmanship or something. Really but, old, crappy building. Yeah. But imagine these inside your walls, eating your stucco and your and your freaking whatever else. No they thanks. Eat. Yeah. No thank you. Yeah, that's nasty, dude. Mayor Watts says, "Nope, not the Florida collapse last year." Okay. Oh well, then citation needed. Uh, whoever that is. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> anyway, these things can reach more than seven inches. For those around the world, that's 18 centimeters. Mm-hmm. In, in all the places that are smart to adopt the metric system. <laughs> the metric system, yeah. Uh, these are That's the length, full length of these things. They lay thousands of eggs during its lifespan and can travel by clinging to vehicles and trash. Mm. Well, how does trash 
move. I guess trash. No, let them eat the trash. It's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says they can also carry salmonella. Uh, they also have a parasite called rat lungworm. Oh, I don't like any of those words altogether. Yep. Causes meningitis in humans. That's a rough. I had a friend with meningitis. You do not want that ever. No. It's no. basically a, a infection under your skin, and you can get cranial, like in the brain infections, which you can't get to. It's really rough. Ugh. Uh, the Florida Department of Agriculture Consumer Services, or FDAX, Caution, caution people must wear gloves and follow proper protection and sanitation rules when handling the mollusks. Don't eat these is one thing you don't want to do. Don't yeah, please don't. Yes, that's yeah. very bad. Don't come home from you a French long day people. at work and go, Don't oh, be like, oh, escargot. look giant escargot. <laughs> Where's my plate was just here a moment ago. Where's my plate? I mean, the animal is still here, but what is the plate go? <laughs> we, go we go as stereotyped as possible. Here, yes, we show. do. Yes, the quarantine for, <laughs> says the quarantine for part of the county calls for nurses or sorry nurseries, solid waste facilities, trash haulers, and landscapers to abide by certain conditions, including reporting snail detections, applying pesticides, and allowing inspection of equipment. Their precautions are designed to prevent the spread of the snails. Again, doing more against these snails than they did against COVID nineteen, <laughs> which actually proves my point about if COVID nineteen was more visible, we'd have we'd have a very different discussion in this country about sure. it like if yeah. you look like monkeypox or it had some kind of outward expression mm-hmm. you wouldn't have people going it's fake or it's that it wouldn't right. happen oh, yeah, yeah they exactly. would just go oh shit yes There's i a- don't want to be orange yeah I'm i don't want gonna- to be i don't want my skin to turn pink oh I'm- my gosh let's uh yeah let's not catch covid right. I, I hate to say this i just wish it had a physical component that, that healed up and went away. I don't want you permanently yes, scarred. No, but something, right. We want to see the star-bellied sneeches. We want to actually see the stars on their bellies so that we can isolate That's them. That's right. If you're going to, look, if you're going to, uh, what's the uh, secret invasion? What are they called? Uh, scrolls. Scrolls. If there's a scroll yes. there, I'd like to know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a nasty one. 13 <laughs> decomposing bodies found at an Indiana funeral home. Now, you might say to yourself, well, wait, the funeral home, isn't that full of bodies? Isn't that where decomposing bodies are supposed to be? (laughs) Well, they're not supposed to decompose. They're supposed to be treated and then, you know, buried or otherwise burned Mm -hmm. or disposed of. But that's not what happened here. Uh, The decomposing bodies of 31 people, along with the cremated remains of 16, were discovered by officers during an inspection of a funeral home in Indiana. The inspection of Lake Ford Funeral Home and Family Center uh, came following a tip from the condition of the business. Uh, said one of the police officers at the department there. Says the bodies were said to be in various stages of decomposition and not clear uh, if police suspect there was any wrongdoing but and no uh, arrests have been made. It may just be a really poorly run mortuary. I think so. We just have a really bad backlog. We're trying to get these bodies through the uh, yeah. incinerator. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of them are... I mean, families would definitely be aware that there's a problem. So this sounds like maybe people that don't have a direct connection to anybody right. or they were yeah, just if homeless? you're trying to schedule a funeral and it's like oh yeah no we, we still have your still have your uncle's body here sorry it's gonna be a while <laughs> yeah and also them being in different stages of decomposition they should have been if they're gonna embalm them they would have done that or they'd be on ice there's like a bunch of things you would do you wouldn't just mm-hmm. leave them laying around and have them blowed out and be gross mm-hmm. no it's really oh, really the weird place must smell like hell oh can you imagine oh my gosh dude oh um, let's see. They had 
some people. Oh, no one answered the phone. The funeral home. Uh, some recorded messages. Okay, so they. It sounds like something's I have, up. I have a question about the name Langford Funeral Home and Family Center. And Family Center. And Family Center. Like, uh, hmm. uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what does that come, mean? Come say goodbye to your loved ones and have a birthday party in the next room. <laughs> yeah, is that what that is? I wonder if that is what it is. Like, they've got a little, like, convention space or something. <laughs> I don't know. Seems really weird. Like, like play our, our ski ball and enjoy our collection of arcade games. That's right. While you're... <laughs> We have a television with the latest Pixar films running 24-7. Also, dead bodies yeah. everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's really odd. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Family Center. Because when I think Family Center, that's what I think of. is like, oh, we're going yeah. on vacation. We're going to go to the Family Center, and the kids are going to swim, and we're going to... Yeah, there's a, like a water slides and stuff like that. Family Center. Some yeah. arcade machines. There's some you know paintball or whatever. Genie. <laughs> Sounds like a movie for next Halloween. Yeah, it does kind of. It does. I don't like yeah. the sound of any of this. I watched a Same horror movie. 10% when you bury the whole family. <laughs> I watched a horror movie over the weekend that I'm terrified to recommend. I don't think I will recommend it. Really? Yeah. Terrified like it scared you or you're... I don't think anyone... Will, I don't think... How do I put this? It's an Australian film that I watched on Shudder. Because I got Shudder for the month. Because I wanted so to watch yeah. do Mad God. Yeah. So yeah, I, just, I thought, well, I'll watch other stuff on there. There's this Australian thing and I forgot the name of it. It's... Oh. Um, movie or uh, yeah, you said it's a movie, right? It I'm is serious. a movie. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half or mid little hour and forty five minute Australian thing, and uh, really disturbing. And I forgot the name: lions or wolves. <laughs> I forget. <clears throat> it's basically a couple that lures people into their basement and traps them there and tortures them before they kill them, and then they go bury them. And Interesting. Uh, it's the kind of horror movie my wife would hate because she she like if you say hey we're gonna watch this Freddy versus jason mm-hmm. thing or whatever she's like yeah. whatever there's supernatural bullshit going on yes but when it's right. like actual like potentially your neighbors kind of thing yeah when you can when someone's kidnapped held against their will tortured horribly you yeah. know these sorts of things you can't do and i can't i mean a, i normally don't like them either but it was there's a movie that came out uh, a couple of years ago that i heard was really good but was a family that was there's basically a home invasion where they took the family hostage in their own home oh right what was that and, uh, uh, oh. some big name actors in there and it you know I, it got a lot of good reviews and for whatever reason it's like i don't know if i can watch that that stuff does freak me out what is called it's called somebody in the chat room not hostage house that's not that right no no not inside that's something else less like a uh Strangers was that it? Was it Strangers eighty two? Let me or see. The that's Strangers. It. That's nobody I know in terms of Liv Tyler, Scott Speedman. I don't remember. That might be kidnapped house on the left. Single white female. Mm, that's definitely not no. It. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Liv Tyler. <laughs> Liv Tyler was not the most well known name in that thing. Uh, when, the owners. When a stranger calls, no. Mm. I don't know what the. I know what you're talking about. Hundred percent. Like yeah. there's something with big name actors that was really well regarded, but just seemed like a harrowing nightmare. Yeah, exactly. And I All couldn't right, watch well. it either for the same reason. Anyway, okay. not Panic Room. See, even Panic Room's not in this cat. Kim could watch Panic Room. Yeah, right. It's something. I don't know what it is it's when they get. Of, but there's something about kind of bumbling, you know, 
you know that the the people in the the panic room thing, the 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 intruders, the burglars are kind of kind of be bumbling, you know, uh, almost Home Alone level, yeah, doofuses. I spend but most of I spend... calculating. No, we've planned on, yeah, on yeah. taking the people in this house hostage and yeah, and they and it's always like. <laughs> Like even even like the uh, d- uh, not dances with wolves, uh, uh, whisper whisper with sheep. What's that called? Sheep. I don't know. Uh, oh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> At least that that also has a feeling of like of almost like otherworldliness to it, even though yeah. it's it's not. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to explain why some get me and some don't, but. Whisper of the uh, sheep. That's not whisper it. of the sheep. Yeah, was it? Uh, and I think they they had masks on and on the movie poster. Darn it! Yeah, it's gonna drive me nuts. For some reason, I was thinking Tony Collette was in it, but I'm not. I'm don't. I think I might be confusing it. At around the same time was Hereditary. Oh, Hereditary. So it was about 2018 when that thing came out. That yeah, um, that movie's still in my head. Freaking Hereditary messed mm-hmm. me up that night. That was a hell of a. That's a. That is one I will recommend if you like horror movies because it actually it's scared so me. Good. Yeah. Gosh yeah. dang it, it scared me. Plus, it was filmed in Park City, which I think about every time I go up there now. It's like, mm. oh shit, this is where that was made. Um, speaking in? speaking of which, which, you know what I got really into, and it's partly your fault. And for years, you've been mm-hmm. telling me this. So, of other people, you're not the only one. But uh, finally, jumped in and started watching a ton of um, uh, the Orville. And here's yes, my, here's my here's my take. The Orville okay. is fantastic. It is to the point it that so is. It, uh, yeah. I don't. I can't believe how long this took me. I'm irritated at myself. I'm going to feel this way about Loki. Everyone, shut up. But the point is, <laughs> and and uh, Parasite <sighs> and this and the, yeah, it's uh-huh. so good. It's so like I don't even. I don't know how to say this. It's such a love letter to, to Next Generation, and mm-hmm. I don't just mean like yeah, it's got its comedy bits and it's got some other stuff. But yeah. but they they have a handle on the whole. Let's use science fiction to explore hard to discuss topics. Yeah, like let's make I forgot his name, but the 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 Cleon like dude who who's always gruff. Oh, Bordas. Bordas and his yeah. and his husband. <laughs> right, because yes. that they're an all male society. They have no females. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything because this was all awesome to learn as I went. But then they they have this episode where they the baby they have, which is in the history of that that. Uh, that world and those people have always been male because they're a male only society. They have a girl and they got to figure out what to do about it. And then they find out they're Mm -hmm. not the first ones. Like it's, it's these issues of today, but through the lens, like star Trek's always been. Yeah. And this is better than they do it. Like they're, I mean, you could argue TOS and TNG did a great job and they did of dealing with these things and DS nine to some degree and even Voyager. But these guys, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I absolutely freaking love it, Brian. Yeah, it's so good. It, it basically does all the things that that we wanted uh, Star Trek Discovery and Picard to do, but doesn't but doesn't do. It gives us that like, oh, this feels like the next generation. It's got that that you know yeah, they're trying perfect- they're over there trying to be star wars whilst these guys are like no we're going to try to be star trek even though we're not allowed to be we'll call it the yeah. orville and we'll just be star yes. trek like they're not afraid to be the thing that we all love and that for whatever reason paramount plus although it sounds like strange new worlds is bucking that trend but um mm-hmm. and i haven't seen it yet but uh they just are afraid to do it 
Like they're, well, no, today's sensibilities and the way we film things, it's not going to work today. No, it does. It freaking does. And not only does it work, it works in spades. And also, you don't have to sacrifice effects. You don't have to sacrifice humor. You can actually laugh a little bit. It's, yeah. It is freaking great. Yeah. So if you were like me and you've been holding off, sleeping on freaking getting <laughs> getting Orville going, don't do that anymore. Watch the Orville. It's all on Hulu. There's new episodes coming out now for yeah. this new season. And I hope they never freaking stop. Yeah. Uh, Especially, and if you're like, oh, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Family Guy fan. I'm not a big fan of that, you know, Seth uh, McFarlane's humor. Don't worry, it's it's such a small part of the Orville. Don't hold. If you're not a Family Guy fan, don't hold uh, Family Guy against. Uh, no, if anything, uh, it may improve your your opinion so, of Family yeah. Guy because, or, or at least your opinion of Seth McFarlane. Just go, man, yes. this dude's got range. He also clearly has like an unending supply of love for the source material. Mm-hmm. And it shows in every episode. And I don't just mean hard social issues like, you know, Kirk kissing uh, Uhura back in the day was a big deal for interracial uh, couples and stuff in the 60s. It was a huge deal then. We don't think about it so much now, but it was huge. Things that happen on TNG with, you know, or even DS9 with uh, da- or um, what's her name? Where she had the tr- uh, the, the symbiote the in trill. her. And he, um, uh, and he was, she that, that character was, was a... Oh yeah, Dax. Dax, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And Dad uh, Jadzia Dax is now got Curzon Dax as her thing, mm-hmm. and that thing used to be a dude. And so there's like you know they had they dealt with gender issues there. So yeah, you can have those kinds of social issues, but also mm-hmm. Star Trek does science issues. Like uh, there's this episode of the Orville I loved it where they go to the home planet of what's her name I can't remember anyone's name, but they go to what's her name's home planet where everyone Picardo's her dad. Robert Picardo. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. You get a bunch of Star Trek people on this thing. You'd love cameos. <laughs> but uh, you go to their planet and they're all stronger than anyone else because it's 10 times the gravity of Earth or something. Mm-hmm. And so when uh, Captain Mercer, played by Seth MacFarlane, needs to get, walk over there, he's got this special suit on that, that makes it so he can exist in the gravitational pole. High gravity. Yep. And not be mushed. But then the suit breaks down because he gets shot by the doctor from uh, Enterprise. <laughs> and uh, he ends up on the ground with a timer that basically when the timer runs out, he's just going to crush. His bones are going to crush. It's going to be awful. And I just love them playing with those kinds of hypotheticals, playing with societal hypotheticals. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Watch it. I mean it. All right. Uh, that's it for news. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Bobby Frankenberger. Bill's uh, still on his vacation. So as a result, he will not be here when he gets home. When he gets home, he'll be making something. We know that. Oh, it'll be, there'll be lots of making going on. You'll never see so much making, but today it's science. So stick around for that. Before that though, Brian, can you play a song for us all? Yeah. How about uh, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania? I don't think we've gone there for music before. Uh, an alt rock duo called observe the 93rd. Uh, they have a brand new album called An Eeriness to Everything. These guys are um, really, really good. And I don't know who I'd compare them to, but they've got kind of um, a Supergrass, I think, was who I who I initially wrote down. Um, maybe a little bit of uh, Panic at the Disco, Brandon Urie and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, hey, why, why, why wait anymore? Listen to it yourself. Here is the brand new single from An Eeriness to Everything from Observe the 93rd. It's called Dopamine. I was a fiend for dopamine oh. But sometimes what you really need oh. 
Firebird. Oh, never mind. Zero! You fight for Sparta! Sit down and listen, punk. This is the morning stream. All right, we're back, everybody. Uh, I want to write down who that band was, so tell me one more time. Sure, that band is called Observe, the 93rd. Brand new album called An Eeriness to Everything. That song is Dopamine. That's awesome. And lately, they they just opened for Lit um, on tour, so... I don't know who Lit is. Should I know Lit? Lit, uh... 
I could swallow my line. You can never understand. Oh. Leave the same thing me empty and stars. Swallow my time. Turn it inside out. There's nothing but faith. There's no, that's nothing. not lit. Who's that's that? That's them. somebody else. My own worst enemy. That's it. <laughs> it's no surprise to me. I am my own worst enemy. enemy. That's it. Yeah. Eve Six. Eve Six was the one I was just singing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Eve Six. Okay. <laughs> well, you do what you can do. Listen, they, they kind of come up in my shuffle like uh, one right after the other because they're kind of similar. Yeah, so. you're doing a genre play, you're going to get them all. That's right. Thanks Thanks for uh, the myriad of corrections in the tadpole between Eve 6 and Lit. Thank yeah. you. Well done, everybody. Science. Look who it is. It's Bobby Frankenberger joining us all the way from South Carolina to talk about some science today. Hello, host of All Around Science, Bobby Frankenberger. How are you? I'm doing well, host of the Morning Stream or and many other podcasts. No problem. Hey, did you notice Bobby reached out to me once and said, uh, on core, could you please repeat the name of the game you're playing more often? Have you noticed I've tried to do that more? I don't know if you I have noticed that. Yeah, it's okay. and it's helpful. I appreciate that. Who I says I don't listen to your one listener? So for anybody listening, just yeah. know <laughs> if you have a very specific request, all you have to do is email Scott and he will absolutely make whatever change you want. Yeah, yeah. No matter what it is, <laughs> if you say to me I want Brian to speak in his falsetto voice for the rest of the show's history, it's happening. I'll do it. I'll yeah. have to do it. Scott will make me do it. And, yeah. Uh, there's just no getting around it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, I, I, you, I really did take that to heart because I actually think that's a that's a thing I wish more shows I listen to did, and not just with games, but like movies and TV or whatever. Like I want to, if they're going to make well, recommendations, I want to remember the damn thing. Yeah, and, uh, well, core is so long. Yeah, <laughs> the show is that I I have it on in the background throughout the day doing different things whenever it comes out. So sometimes I'm half listening and then I'm I catch in the middle of you talking about a game and it, I'm like, wow, that really does sound good. And then we and don't then, say what it is again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with a long form show like that. I mean, and for for the record, the show's not a day long. It's about it's usually about two hours, two hours fifteen, something like that. Yeah. Um, and Bobby's right. So let this be a lesson, to everybody out there. Try to if you're going to make recommendations, whatever the format is, whatever the thing is, say it at the top, say it again at the end, at the least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Hey, Bobby, it's good to have you here. Um, the world of Thanks. science never stops moving, no matter what we do to it. So what's going on today that you uh, think would be of interest to our listeners? Well, there's a lot of things going on, but you mentioned last week something about uh, all the, how there's a bunch of different Omicron variants of COVID-19. Mm, yeah. And, yeah, one with like neuro something something eat your brain. It's just all of, the, all of the variants that are out there. Have, there's so many now. I thought, why not do a quick roundup of what they are and what the differences are? Like what what the different flavors of Omicron are right now, and um, and whether what you what you should know about them. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So so let's talk about it. Like, it, should should people be immediately go? Ugh, freaking! Not only is it easy to catch now, even if you're vaxxed, but now it goes after my brain cells. Mm-hmm. Um, probably. So the short answer to that is probably not. Um, and it has to do with why it's, they, and how they name variants and what counts as a, a sub variant and all that kind of stuff. So, um, the fact that they're all Omicron means that they're all kind of this similar to each other. Okay. Um, so when you go for, you know, before Omicron was Delta and when it, when they, when they named so delta you know beta 
gamma, Omicron, all of these different variants. They were they were variants of COVID nineteen, so they're all the same virus, but they're they're quite different genetically from each other, yeah. and so that's why they have these different names. But the difference between Delta and like it was quite different from Delta, so they renamed it a completely different variant, Omicron. But within those variants, you can have uh, still genetic differences that, that make them different enough from each other that you might want to point that out. And sure. so that's what a subvariant is. And that's where you have like these BA.1, BA.2, and so on. Now they're up to, to f- dot five with yeah. Omicron. Do you think this stuff, the, it, way, the way science has to categorize and name and stuff, do you think it confuses the less read parts of our communities? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do they, this isn't, how do I put this? I'm not trying to be rude, but there are people who hear this sort of thing and just go, ah, science, what do they know? All I know is my dog loves me or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels well, like it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> that was took a left turn. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of another thing to do without offending somebody, but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, well, yeah. So the... Uh, I think there are definitely people who are exhausted by the fact that that things are always changing. That I mean, that's the nature of science. We're constantly updating our knowledge and having to... And when you update what you know with new information, sometimes you have to change your opinion about things or you have to... You have to you, I, I don't like to say your opinion about things. You have to update what is what is true in your mind right and that can be frustrating to people because sometimes it's very difficult in the first place to to take effort to learn something it is difficult you have to read and do research and understand it that can be really difficult by itself just understanding something and when you finally do that and you turn around and and a day later it changes that can be frustrating right yeah and exhausting so i sympathize with that um but but and and it doesn't make it easier when everyone and especially the news are so laser focused on everything that's going on with covid something that is like an existential threat we're being told which is you know it was true at least at some time at some point uh it was very threatening and so it's it's like oh my God, this is a big deal. I need to pay attention to it. There's so much information coming at me with every little change, and that can be really exhausting, and I don't blame anybody. And I do sometimes think maybe we shouldn't have a headline about every sub-variant of COVID that comes out, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that we discover, because as I'll get into in a minute, most of these really are not super concerning, um, not in the way that people might might be thinking about. Now, the 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 dot four and dot five subvariants of Omicron are a little concerning for reasons I'll get to in a second, but but not like life threateningly. You know, nothing nothing to to just throw up your arms and and just give more, up more more than the base the baseline that is already the danger or the if concern it, or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah if it doesn't change what we have to do to keep from getting it or or anything like that or pr- uh, procedures we have to take yeah it shouldn't we you know don't let us know about it just that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a really good way to think about it brian yeah. is that nothing ha- nothing none of these subvariants that we're discovering are changing anything about the way you should be behaving right right yeah um still 
be careful if you're in a public place, especially if you're at higher risk, wear a mask. Um, if you're outdoors right now, still not a huge deal um, with a mask. But, you know, if you want to err on the side of caution, wear a mask. Um, the, everything we already know. I'm not saying anything you don't already know when I say all that. Well, but, oh. um, but what about these variants should we know? Um, a, a quick history. The, the, the original COVID classic is called, you hear referred to as the ancestral strain. Yeah. Have you ever heard that? I have heard that. I always wondered about yeah. that term. I haven't. Yeah. Ancestral strain refers to the original COVID when it was discovered back in 2019. Uh, and so the ancestral strain was already very concerning because it spread very quickly, right? Um, and it had an R value, it just if you, I'm going to say R value a couple times here and just to refresh anybody's memory who might have forgotten or anybody who didn't know, the R value just refers to how quickly it spreads. Um, the ancestral strain had an R value of about 2.8, which means that for every person who, who got the original COVID, they could expect on average to infect about 2.8 people around yeah. Um, Delta was the first time, was the first major variant that everyone was really panicky about. There were a couple before that, but Delta was like the big one. That's when we had the first really huge, um, surge in cases, right? Yeah. Is when Delta, Delta came around and that had an R value of 5.8. It, that's what was such a big deal about that. It, it's it it spread so much more easily. Um, it, that was nearly for every person, nearly six other people were likely to get infected by every person who had Delta. Wow! But then, wow. yeah, then when Omicron came, this is it got even worse because that R value jumped to eight point two. Um, and so these are the big changes that that were happening now there are a lot of other things with omicron omicron uh was there were you might have remembered them talking about how like with omicron there were, they discovered 50 mutations or or more than 50 mutations right in the in the virus and um 26 of them i think it was 26 were unique to this variant and hadn't been seen before. And a bunch of them, like over 30 of them, of the mutations were on the spike protein itself, which is how it attaches itself to cells in your body and all this kind of stuff. And that was what was a big deal about Omicron. And all those things together made it very easy for it to spread or to infect people effectively. And so that's that's when we started paying attention to Omicron. Very, very quickly, Omicron spread everywhere it was it was first identified in november in south africa this is november of last year yeah um and by early december the first case was found in the u.s and by the end of december it was by far the majority of cases in the u.s and i think early january it was already in the 90 percent of does that mean the other the the previous variant or the previous flavor went away did it die off? original flavor yeah yeah like, um, cause that's think, the idea, I right? Think, the more dominant thing takes over and everything else kind of says bye, right? Yeah. Because if it can't spread, if something else is spreading more quickly than it, then it can't take hold because the, you know, it's, they're all, 
the same virus, so they're all trying to fill the same niche in our bodies, in the environment. Yeah. So if some other strain comes along and, and gets to you first, then, then the other one isn't going to... So it, it does get pushed out. I don't actually know if they do find the ancestral strain anymore out in the wild. I think Delta is still out there and like... But like globally, it's in the single digit percentages, I think. Interesting. Um, Cause that, if, but that if, is the point, right? You, the dominance of a strain is, I mean, it's the whole, that's the whole thing. There's like a, the viruses mutates and changes so that it can try to, I don't know. It's easy to assign a brain to these things, but like, you know what I mean? Like it wants yeah, to, it wants to keep really going. So how does it propagate? Well, it, it alters its, its schmear and then now everybody's got it again. Well, why? Well, because that one's much more contagious, but less harmful, but that's right. the trade off. And you know, it's, it can get confusing. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we call it ancestral strain. We should call yeah. it COVID classic. COVID classic. Then the common man, yeah, that the common man would understand what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Or yeah. You could say uh, someone in the chat mentioned crystal COVID, but that wasn't here very long. You know, so you could do that <laughs> yeah. with one of the short run strains. And, Vanilla uh, COVID. <laughs> yeah, these yeah. are the these are the brains we're 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 having to appeal uh, to these days. I need COVID zero. I'm not doing any of that. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, COVID zero sounds great, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, zero, yeah. Zero. All the great COVID. taste of the original COVID. <laughs> that's right. yes. uh, well, anyway, so that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, but that's just Omicron. What I was just explaining to you is just when Omicron came on the scene, yeah, right? Yeah. That's just a variant of uh, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, and but what we wanted to talk about were subvariants. These, uh, these, you can subdivide that because because the thing about viruses is mutations are happening all the time, constantly. Yeah. Um, you could you could go crazy with naming every single mutation and and calling it its own subvariant or sub 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 variant or something like that. But but scientists aren't going to do that. Epidemiologists aren't going to do that because most of them are not of concern. You don't the the mutation that happens either does nothing or very little, and we're just not going to look at it. So what the CDC does and the World Health Organization, they look at variants of concern. Yeah. You've probably heard that before. Um, and these are when a, when a, mu- when a mutation or a, or a cluster of mutations happens that is concerning and likely to make the, the virus uh, behave in a different way in, in the population. So uh, the, the main things that they look at are whether or not the mutations will make it um, spread more easily or quickly. Or yeah. whether the mutations are going to uh, make it more dangerous or, or change completely how it works. That's very unlikely to happen. And that's not really how it's happened with COVID at all. Yeah. But, but uh, the two main things are how quick is it changing how quickly it spreads and, and or is it making it more deadly or, or causing more severe illness, right? Yeah. And so when those changes happen, that's when they label it a variant of concern. Now, one of the one of the tricky things about COVID is is we're so hyper focused on it that sometimes variants get named bef- and and get into the headlines before we even know if if these changes are going to impact the population because we our our technology is so good at looking at these things we can see the mutations and think. Oh, that might be 
like like the mutation right there has changed how the spike protein works so that might be something that could be a problem and then it ends up in a headline somewhere because it's someone found it in a pre-print scientific server somewhere and said oh we need to be worried about this but but the the ones and that happened with like dot 3 so the dot 3 I'll start there the dot 3 variant um was everybody it raised alarm bells there were a lot of changes that were happening but it never really took off right so that one nobody really nobody talks about that anymore <laughs> no um because it didn't go anywhere it's not cool anymore um, to talk about that it's not co- it's not cool yeah. anymore yeah, yeah. Um, it was a one-hit wonder, and, <laughs> and yeah. whatever other metaphor you want to right. use. <laughs> sure, why not? Um, but uh, but the very first one you'll he- you'll see BA.1 sometimes. That is the f- that is just the first Omicron variant that was discovered. So it's not that's not really a that's not really like different from Omicron when it first came on. We just called it BA.1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the re- I, like I already said, that one was spread very, very quickly. That was the big deal about that, and that's why we named it Omicron and, and separate from Delta because it had so many, so many mutations and it spread really, really quickly. The other thing about Omicron BA.1 was it, it's, it was when we started to notice that symptoms started to get much more mild than previous, hmm. um, previous variants of covid so that was a that was a promising hopeful thing yes it was spreading more quickly but the symptoms were mild there was a lot less of the you probably don't hear about this very much anymore there was a lot less uh of the loss of taste and smell symptom Mm -hmm. going on yeah that indicates probably that there are less um neurological impacts happening although although it's still not 100 percent clear why the loss of taste and smell was happening yeah which um, is in itself a neurological condition right because you're yeah, it can be it can be it, it could be that you're losing taste and smell because of other things going on in your sinuses or your you know just other parts of your airway and everything that uh, aid with that mm-hmm. but um there were i think some of the leading hypotheses were that um that it was neuro there was somehow neurologic neurologically um, my my son my son in law still can't eat uh strawberries and it's been really wow month and a half or something I think well, Dan st- Dan still can't uh, Dan Patrice our very own Dan Patrice still can't eat French fries for some reason yeah guy across the street yeah. uh, who normally does the bike ride thing he he still doesn't have capacity in his lungs so yeah. he gets winded still and it was it's been weeks and we got this guy wow. who we just heard about yesterday who. When it, he's super anti-vax, so that's part of the equation. But uh-huh. mm-hmm. he's, you know, relatively young, 42-year-old dad of three kids, I think, went to, ended up in the hospital on a respirator for original COVID, for, for legacy COVID. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> what's the word you used? Primordial? Ancestral? What? Ancestral. Ancestral. Ancestral COVID. <laughs> Primordial like COVID. Primordial COVID. <laughs> Um, anyway, he comes home. He's like, yeah, I beat it. I didn't need no vaccine to beat it. I'm like, yeah, you may not have had to have gone in if you didn't. Anyway, whatever. So he, <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's home and he, but then he starts having weird issues. Like the smell and taste thing don't come back for him for a really long time. He can barely breathe. It's like a lot of residual stuff, long COVID kind of stuff happened to him. And then he caught it again 
four, uh, two months ago. Didn't end up in the hospital this time, but yeah, got is now dealing with some kind of weird neurological stuff, nervous system stuff. Um, what's that th- a nerve pain, nerve ending pain mm. thing that he's never had to deal with before? All right in the wake of this recent infection, and the problem is we haven't done enough to know for sure that you can say yes, one hundred percent. We're sure this was COVID related because we right. we can't right, but. Uh, you know, he, nobody knows what else to say about it except, well, they're all mysterious conditions that you got out of nowhere only after a second dose of this COVID thing. And that's when the conversation started going in this direction of, well, I hear the new variant is attaches to your neurological cells and turns you into a monkey or whatever. Like they had there's there's <laughs> some panic around that. And this yeah. guy seems to be like, you know, a little bit of, a, of an example of it. He's still anti-vax, by the way. Um oh. The point is, of course. and his poor kids. Oh, he's in the hospital now for sepsis, mm. but the sepsis is not your normal, like, it's not even, it's not called sepsis, but it's basically like a, a meningitis type thing that's somewhere in his, up here in his head or something. And they have no explanation for it. They're like, we can't find, we can't figure out what the frick happened to this guy, except that he had two really rough bouts of COVID. One almost killed him. The second one just left him a mess. So mm. anyway... It's so That's easy scary. for us. It is scary, but it's easy for us to take these anecdotal examples, people that we right. know or whatever, and then apply a broad blanket to it. Right. And I think that that's... And I'm glad you said that because there actually isn't a lot of um, evidence or none, none that I found that that these um, that these Omicron subvariants are any more or less likely to do neurological damage. That that's That's probably data that's going to take a long time for us to hash out because that stuff usually just takes longer you have to look at people for a long time and and see what's happened probably um, years right like yeah at the yeah, least. yeah yeah um i don't know how how they do how they monitor that that exactly so i wouldn't want to say but but um i know that from what i could find i couldn't really find strong evidence that these current omicron variants were any any more or less neurologically active or anything i think the word you were looking for was neuropathic pain um but uh anyway um so that was that was what happened with omicron and the story of omicron and all these subvariants really is a story of every one of them being faster to spread than the other ones all right because omicron by itself was really really fast but then the ba.2 subvariant was discovered also in November, but we didn't really get our first cases in the U.S. until January. Um, I don't know if you heard that one was called the Stealth variant. Did you ever hear that? Oh, I do remember that one. No, yeah. I don't remember. No the symptoms, name. right? It wasn't because of no symptoms. The symptoms were basically the same, um, okay. still mild. Actually, there was a that with this variant, there was there seemed to be more <laughs> sore throat. Mm-hmm. became more common and also gastrointestinal stuff oh so like yeah that stomach thing that's right yeah some people had that real bad i remember now mm-hmm. i didn't know it was called the uh-huh. stealth variant it sounds like only klingons would get it or something birds of prey <laughs> <laughs> it was called the stealth variant because it was really hard to distinguish from delta in the pcr tests at the time and that was when delta was still around so they were trying to find how much delta versus versus omicron was out there they were tr- still trying to figure out if Omicron was going to completely take things over. And we, spoiler alert, it did. 
Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but at the time, they were trying to figure that out, and it was very frustrating because these P- PCR tests would show up uh, saying that there was the Delta variant, but it was actually this Omicron subvariant, and so they called it the stealth variant because it was hiding and, and masquerading as Delta. Yeah. Um, Three of my neighbors got that version. it was spreading even faster than the original Omicron. Yeah. So. Three three of my neighbors got that version of it. They got the stomach version of it. And um, yeah. they are a mix of vaccinated and non-vaccinated. But even in all their mm-hmm. cases, it was a rough couple days. Yeah. And then doing great. I kind of wish this thing would morph into the rough couple day stomach thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't want to wish that on anybody, but it, it seems no, like course. that yeah. that's more of a in and out and we're done. Type Which would you experience. rather have? All things being equal, I, I'm curious about this. Which would you rather have? You know, sinus congestion, cold type illness, or or stomach stomach stuff. stuff. If you're saying for, yeah. let's say both cases last the same amount of time, or or do we not get that option? No, you don't get that option because because I, I'm thinking more real world, like like congestion, sinusy stuff usually. And like stuff in your airway usually sticks around for like a couple a week couple or of weeks, two, yeah. like two weeks, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but diarrhea stuff, gastrointestinal stuff usually is like more severe. Like it's to me, shorter. it's it's hits more harder, severe, but, but it's yeah, but it hits harder, but it's over faster. faster. Yeah. Exactly. I think I would go with the latter, despite the fact that it would wreck my barf record. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't want that to happen. I don't have no, a gosh. I don't have a runny butt record. I wish I did, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> Uh, I'm like everybody else in that regard, but, um, yeah, yeah. It, other than that, like taking that off the table, I think I'd rather have the hard hit and get out, you know, definitely would rather have the stomach stuff just because the uh, sinus stuff for me more impacts my sleep because of the apnea than oh, the stomach yeah. stuff would. So oh, good point. Yeah. Well, at least that's I could why, sleep and yeah. Know. Yeah. That's why I would pick definitely the, the gastrointestinal stuff too, because of, my because i like to run and yeah. so it, it, when mm, i get yeah. when i get like a, a chest cold and stuff that puts me out of running for like two weeks you know yeah it takes a while to get that back and if it's covid maybe yeah. worse um so yeah i think we'd all take the the, the guts over yeah. the over the breathing yeah. air <laughs> so we said so we said before that ba.3 we never really cared much about that because it never really took off but right now everybody's talking about four and five um, I'm going to group those together because even though they're technically different, they are diff- separate subvariants. They, they people are concerned about them for the same reason, and it is because, as has been the story, they are spreading even faster than all the previous Omicron subvariants, which Omicron already was the fastest spreading version of COVID. Oh, we got a record breaker then. What we got? <laughs> right. So it's spreading even faster, but. Uh, the other part of the continuing story is that the there are even less severe cases of of this version. So it's it's moving in the direction that you would expect a a widespreading virus to move, which is easier to spread, faster spread, less severe. That's okay. just a successful virus wants to do that, right? Because because in terms of its success if it can spread really really quickly but not kill people <laughs> um then then it's it can spread more easily it right? spreads more easily and respreads because it wants to be yeah. it finds homes and lives there it's like a no, lot of i mean right. if you look at historical viruses that are a big deal 
that's what they ended up doing, right? They leveled yeah. out. Or it goes completely in the other direction, and that makes it a big deal, too. Like, it's incredibly deadly and yeah. fast. Um, and uh, We don't want that but, one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm just letting so, you know in case you have any sway with the virus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll send it on up the line. Okay. Um, the, uh, you mentioned re, reinfection. Yeah. And that's the reason that people are talking a lot about these dot four and dot five subvariants is because for some reason, well, there are two, two big concerns about this right now. First, it seems to be able to more easily reinfect people who had earlier forms of COVID. And that's why you're, it's probably why you're starting to hear. I, I know I have starting to hear a lot more about people who had who are getting COVID for a second time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's probably because of this. For some reason, this this uh, subvariant is different enough, or or something that it's able to reinfect people more easily who already had earlier forms of COVID. The other thing is that this version of COVID is is much. Um, is able to get around vaccines more effectively. The vaccines are, are becoming less effective against these particular subvariants. Mm-hmm. Um, now they still the vaccines still work. So this is not a a call to <laughs> hold up on your getting your vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't gosh, throw no. your needles out. Um, that was a weird thing to say, but don't, <laughs> the uh, the don't don't avoid getting a vaccine just because of that because it's still somewhat effective. Yeah. Um, it's just not as effective. Remember, the vaccine, these vaccines have been so great because starting off, they were at like nine, upper 90, 90% um, effectiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so being less effective might still be like they're only 60 or 70% effective. But in terms of vaccines, that's still pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so still, still get vaccinated. But that's the concern because if it continues to go in this direction, now, good news is with mRNA technology, um, we can respond. Scientists and, and, and companies can respond to that very quickly. Yeah. They, can, they can come up with new vaccines and get them out into the boosters and everything more quickly. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. which is what you want. That's what we want. Yeah. I was listening to a song by 311 yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's called, <laughs> original? it's called Dodging Raindrops. It's from Vo- their latest album in 2019, Voyager. It's really good, by the way. They make great music right now. I'm going to pause this for YouTube. Sorry, YouTube. Um, I'm going to play a little piece of the song because right when I was in the car discussing how I feel like I've been really lucky and still haven't caught any form of COVID that I know of. Right. Um, there's always, you know, asymptomatic carriers and that. But Kim and I have have not done this and we were in the middle of discussing it when we heard this lyric okay i want to, i want to play this hold on mm. hold on it's really low this isn't quite oh you guys can't hear it hold on no i've been dodging raindrops for far too long says the song Mm-hmm. Right as we're having a discussion about how I'm dodging these raindrops for two years, three years. Yeah, I'm just you're saying do- it made me feel COVID drops. Yeah, is, uh... it makes me nervous. <laughs> it makes yeah. me nervous. Anyway, thought yeah. I'd share that little uh, anecdote. <laughs> uh, Bobby, as always, it's very interesting to have you on the show and talk about these things. Uh, there's another outlet where you do this uh, in a more meaningful, long form way, and that is all around science. Tell people about it, what's happening this week, and where they can get it. 
Yep, that's our podcast. Me and my co-host Mora do All Around Science. That's what it's called. Search for it and you'll find it. We've got a website, allaroundscience.com. Yesterday, the episode that came out was all about uh, traffic. You remember you? we talked about some traffic um, a few weeks ago. I told you I was doing some research for an episode. Well, that's the episode. Just hmm. came out. Um, traffic like car traffic, traffic right? Car traffic, okay. yeah. Yes, 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 like, yes. Uh, what caught like those little slowdowns that that then turn into giant, uh, yeah, phantom traffic jams. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the term. Yes. Oh, very cool. You, I want to hear this. If you live in a big city like Atlanta. You're very familiar with <laughs> phantom traffic jams. That's mm-hmm. true. My, for a hot second, we looked at a house in Atlanta uh, last year. I was, was really a hot, a hot second. second. Yeah, it was yeah. a hot second. <laughs> Not the same thing. Part of the reason we didn't do it was how hot every second will be. So we yep. didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But also, it's now really expensive to buy that house in Atlanta. Nobody's mm-hmm. moving anywhere. Anyway, uh, well, this is all good stuff. Check it out. All Around Science, wherever you get your podcasts. Bobby, having you on, man, it's just a treat. Mm-hmm. And, Thanks. Uh, we look forward to having you on next time. We'll see you later. See you, Bobby. <laughs> Big grinny, long-haired Jesus. I know it's guy. a good. Uh, he was ready for a freeze frame, really, with that look. Oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would too if I had his hair. Sure. All right. To get out of here, we're gonna do a quick email. Uh, this is an email that we received not long ago. Send and receive email. It's the morning stream at gmail.com. This is from Taylor, who says, "Brian, this is mostly for you." It says, "Hi, Scott and Brian. I have a question for Brian that surely has been asked and answered before, but I can't keep up with the thousands of stories I've heard from the show." I was watching Kitchen Nightmares, and a restaurant in Arvada was the episode's focus. <laughs> Did Brian ever get to experience the old neighborhood restaurant? Hardly an exciting question, but Brian is the only person I know uh, in Arvada that exists, or anyone that, that I know in Arvada <laughs> no, that's exists. That's not what that sentence Brian says. Brian is the only pers- reason I know Arvada exists. There we go. <laughs> the only person in Arvada that exists. Oh, man. <laughs> Tomorrow I'll tell Tyler you, Durden of Arvada. I'm like going to tell you guys tomorrow about this giant new floaty that fell off my lens. Oh, no, new floaty. Stuff oh, gets in the middle, and I screw words up even worse than I do normally. Anyway, he said it made me think of TMS. So before before I go on, because yeah. there's more to this, what do you know this yeah. place? You ever been? I, I do know the place. We went after, like, that place has been around forever. And I remember even as a kid um, going by there, It was it's right by a Target that, that used to be on a, you know, on a typical bike riding path that I would go uh, go along um, but I never went there uh, until maybe about I don't know 10 years ago with the crazy neighbors um, we went after the kitchen nightmares thing and I think we even saw the episode beforehand or we just knew because they had signs up that said recently featured in kitchen nightmares um, and we actually, the, the person who served us, or at least came to our table at one point, was the owner. And we asked how the whole Kitchen Nightmares experience was. And he's like, oh, you know, he, he came in, he complained about all the stuff we had stuck on the walls and, the, uh, and on the shelves and how it was never dusted. And we threw a lot of that stuff in the dumpster, but a couple things I went back and got and hid in my house until they left. And then I brought them back. There was a big mannequin that was at the entrance. Um, the place uh, closed and reopened recently as the butchery, or opened again in the last five years as the butchery. Same people or new people? Same, might be same people. I, I don't know. I never saw that guy. Like, And I've been to the butchery maybe three or four times. They have incredible breakfasts, or they did. Um, they no longer do breakfast there. So 
Uh, it's like uh, lunch and dinner only, and uh, I haven't had a reason to go back there and try lunch or dinner because their breakfasts were so good. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But I wonder if that actually gave them, at, the, at least at the time, a boost. It, I'm sure it gave them a boost, yeah. yeah. And they wouldn't have they wouldn't have promoted, like, recently, featuring Kitchen Nightmares, because then people are like, oh, well, that place now has got to be a lot better than it used to be. Let's go there and check it out, even if they'd never been there before. It's what drew uh, us and the crazy neighbors there. It's uh, Oh, oh this, that's interesting. So it did yeah. work in that regard. So uh, I know this ha- like some some restaurants that diners, drive-ins, and dives goes to. Actually, some mm-hmm. of them were like in huge trouble, and it turned them around, like completely yeah. made the place successful. Yeah. And now they still exist because of this one appearance. I think that's really actually very rad. Yeah, uh, I do too. Like do if, if it does help that sort of thing, um, you know, you don't hear about any backlash of like, oh, you know, the Gordon Ramsay came here and basically made the restaurant just like another restaurant. It lost all of its charm and that sort of thing. Sure, but, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking at their their website and their steaks look fantastic. But Ooh, uh, I'd go for that. Yeah, I'm but, having a bison steak tonight. Oh, bison! That's nice and lean. Yeah, have jealousy, everyone. Have jealousy. I do have jealousy. We got a good Although, deal. I could have a steak tonight. We're going to trivia tonight, so and the place we're going does have, but not bison. Just not bison steak. Steaks. No, yeah. no, something from a less endangered species probably is where you'll get. Right. Yes, yeah. probably a burger is what I'll have, yeah. or, or what they call what is actually on the menu as their really good chopped salad, which Ooh. is a really good chopped. Salad. I love chopped salad so much. Yeah. Just give me a big yeah. wedge of cold wet lettuce and cover yeah. it in shit. I'm in. And cover it. Bacon and chicken and uh, avocado chunks and Swiss cheese cubes and stuff oh, like that. Man, I'm so yeah, I'm so into it. After seeing what that guy did with charity for money, what is this? Yeah, it's a TV gun talking about Guy Fieri. Oh, Guy Fieri's I'm, fine. I'm, He's fine. I am. I am so on the. I like you know, totally on the Guy Fieri. He's a great dude. He just looks like every accessory in the truck catalog <laughs> is, is basically the. Yeah, no, I mean it's easy to look at the guy and go. What a, whatever, but he, the, when he yes. when the wildfires hit, that dude's out there cooking he and helping and donating, exactly. and there's nothing wrong with that guy. He's there's no like that guy has no shortage of heart and uh, and puts it all into everything. So I'm, yeah, I'm, it seems like he's got good kids. Like he's fine. Absolutely, yes. The stereotypes aside, you can have all the you can make all the totally. fun you want about gangster. Listen, town if or you want to look town. like Smash Mouth, totally fine. Just you know, <laughs> keep doing all the good things you do for people in trouble. Yeah, and all we ask for. Is don't put the sunglasses on backwards. That's all we're asking. Yes. Don't have but them back inside here. a restaurant with the with the thing that keeps your glasses from falling, like from you losing your sunglasses if they were to fall off in a high wind. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a good point. All right. The rest yes. of this email. P.S. This is Taylor yes. still speaking. Says. Okay. A truly special thank you to Brian for his dedication to raising awareness for MS. Recently, my father was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and it's been a rough thing to come to terms with. Oh. He's truly the best man a father can be. I admit I've never been one to think about fundraising events to spread awareness for disease research, but I greatly admire Brian doing doing this as uh, sorry doing what he does for his loved ones. He has inspired me to find some chode butter and search for similar events. So I love his first thing is to nice. get some chode butter. Chode butter, uh, yeah. Start, that's the step. I'm going I'm to bicycle. What's the yeah. first step? Chode butter. Chode butter, always. Step one, chode butter. Step two, bike. Anyway, 
Uh, so I can do my part to help spread awareness for the continuing fight to cure this awful, these awful diseases. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, Brian. Well, that's really nice. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Good. Worth, well, thank you, the, Taylor, and happy to do it. Worth all the sweaty uphill business, all that stuff. All worth it. For sure. It. And and sadly, it's been it's been just a little over a week. It's been like nine days since my ride. I haven't gotten back on the bike, and I need to. <laughs> you know, you train, you basically do this training thing every day. Yeah. Day after day after day, and um, and I look at the bike and I'm like, oh, I need to get back on that bike. But there's all this other stuff that I put off while I was doing all my training that I need to get to. So yeah, no, those look those those uh, resin sculptures aren't going to print themselves. Okay. <laughs> oh, I wish it was something that fun. No, it you know <laughs> it's mostly work. I'm assuming. Part a training video for this client of mine who doesn't know how to add a product to their database. Ah, yeah. those poor sons of so, bitches. Yeah, but I need to. Uh, Need to do that. I've got a seat that I need to swap out and uh, and then see how that does for long distance riding. Nice. Bring, bust yeah. out the chode butter and make it happen. Um, today, <laughs> later today, uh, Play Retro is happening with me and Brian Dunaway, 3.30 Mountain Time, the nice. per usual time at uh, frogpants.tv. If you want to watch it live or get the podcast after, we're talking about Pitfall. The Ooh. I don't know if you'd say it's <laughs> I don't know if you call it like the original platformer, but it's you know it deserves a place in historic sure. um, memory in gaming. It also you know probably helped Activision become what Activision would eventually become, although to mixed results. We'll talk about that some as well. Uh, but yeah, play retro today. Pitfall, Pitfall, that, Harry, baby. Was that game? Am I am I remembering correctly that it was? You know, it also was kind of a precursor to all these uh, randomly generated dungeons where you didn't know what the next screen was screen going to be. If mm-hmm. it was going to be a three alligator vine, or if it was going to be rolling logs, or anything like that. Like yeah. it was, it was very early in that in that in that regard. Absolutely, yeah. Because most games, you know, wow. predetermined everything. This was like, hey, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get in the next screen, and uh, I love that. You can memorize cool. patterns or stuff like that. You mm-hmm. basically had to, yeah. And in some ways, I mean, my favorite game series of all time diablo one two and three and soon to be four uh thrives on you, you it's never the same dungeon twice no matter yeah. what you're doing even yeah. in single player it's always mixed up and changed and without those kinds of texts i i'd be less of a gamer i'd love that stuff for sure it's emergent and new and replayable and it's great so yeah we'll talk That's about all cool. that tonight play retro wherever you get your podcasts a reminder that we are supported by you it's a brand new month over at patreon.com slash tms we had a weird bunch of declines on a bunch of your cards for some reason, and we're still trying to figure out why. So today we'll, we'll do a fresh thing. But uh, anyway, usually not an issue. Patreon.com slash TMS. Head on over there and uh, support the show. We got all kinds of new stuff coming out this month for those at various levels, and we're the cheapest show on earth. If you want to pay a buck a month, you can. That's how cheap we are. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else, it's frogpants.com slash TMS. That's it, Brian. Hey, let's play a song. You got a song? Let's play it. I have a song. Let's play it. Keith wrote in and said, uh, hey, school and board. As the school year comes to a close, my girlfriend and I want to request a cover for our great friend, Buddy. Yes, his first name is really Buddy. He's a school teacher and has made it through another year of imparting wisdom to our future leaders. Can I prevail on the cover master to choose a cover of any Olivia Newton-John song on an open day you need to fill? If that's not possible, then any song with a science theme, as this is what he teaches. With any luck, this will alleviate some of the pain of the dreaded and yet inevitable, Hi, Mr. Smith, do you remember me? 
from his former students when all out and about. No, his last name isn't Smith. I'm just trying not to totally embarrass him. It's rather hilarious as to the age range of the person saying this because he's been doing the teaching thing for a few years. Like, he is going to retire soon, length of service. He never sees it coming, and I've been witness to this happening from waitresses, bartenders, and clerks. I keep waiting for the exotic dancer story, but alas, I don't think that one is going to happen. Thanks ever so much for doing this, you gods of the morning stream. Have a great summer of fun, buddy, from Keith and his cupcake. Long story. Well, apparently Buddy loves Olivia Newton-John, and I can't blame him. I made my dad drag me to see Grease over and over and over, and it wasn't, it wasn't the music. It wasn't the high school hijinks. It wasn't Travolta. It was getting to see uh, Olivia Newton-John as, you know, the, the moral of that story is if the, the guy you like uh, keeps forgetting you and, and, you know, disregards you and dumps you, change yourself to be more of the guy or more of the woman that he wants. It's a lesson that we can all learn. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get to this cover right here. It's a cover of Olivia Newton-John's, one of her first earliest singles, Have You Never Been Mellow, uh, grammatically incorrectly titled, performed here by the Trailer Park Troubadours from their album, Way Cool World. Oh, I love the name of that. That's great. Here it is. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh, hot Wednesday. Oh, my gosh, it's already Wednesday again. It's already Wednesday. Yeah. That's effed up. Uh, anyways, we'll see, we'll see who joins us tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is it'll. Oh, nobody. It's me and you because uh, Randy. I think it's just going to be the two of us for recommendals. Yeah, yeah we, we mean, may. Nicole's we'll, a maybe, but uh, Randy's a definite no. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be rough. But if not, uh, we may ask Dunaway. I don't know. He may be willing. Oh, uh, right. He said he'd be up for it. Oh, we should totally get Dunaway. Yeah. We keep, you know, we'll basically get him. We'll book in the show with him. We'll get him for a feud and then we'll end the show with uh, recommendals. Yeah. We'll see what that guy likes. I mean, we assume he can do this. We don't know. He's got work so yeah. i don't know but we'll find out and something he's got a blu-ray edition <laughs> he probably does in closet. his pants he has it everywhere it's his all over pants. the place yes all right that's it everybody thanks for listening thanks for watching we'll see you tomorrow there was a time when i was in a hurry as you are I was like you There was a day when I just Had to tell my point of view I was like you I don't mean to make you proud I just want you to slow down Have you never been mellow? Have you never tried To find a comfort from inside you? Have you never been happy Just to sing your song? Have you never let someone else be strong? Oh, yes, Nancy, man, feeling so good. Let's talk to other people that gotta hear in the quarter sack. You all never been so mellow, your money. Running around as you do with your head up in the clouds. I was like you. 
I never had time to lay back Kick my shoes off, close my eyes I was like you Now you're not hard to understand You need someone to take your hand Have you never been mellow? Have you never tried To find a comfort from inside you? Have you never been happy Just to sing your song? Have you never let someone else Have you never let someone else Have you never let someone else Be strong? That's right, buddy, and CSMB I mean you never feel so good Come down here to the cul-de-sac We gather, we meet, we chat, we barbecue, we cook out Feeling so good Everybody mellow I'm mellow, I feel good, you feel good Yes, man Oh, I can't stand it Everybody's dancing, man Oh, they're grooving, they're singing, they're swaying This show is part of the Frog Pants Network Frog Pants Network Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Remove all metal objects from your person. Oh. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.